0: Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith. I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's final game of the Hinrunde against Wolfsburg, which should be a little bit of a fun matchup. Bayern, of course, will be facing off with ex-coach Niko Kovac, who had a really disastrous tenure at Bayern Munich, all things considered. Uh, Came in as a hot coaching prospect and really never got what he wanted at Bayern munich did not have the players that he needed to run his system and of course it fizzled out he made some horrendous coaching decisions along the way and just culturally did not seem to fit in well with the veteran locker room at that time of course we all know the legendary story of hashtag miami knights kovach was at the center of that and unfortunately for him that set the tone for his coaching tenure and how the locker room would receive him. And it really did never get any better. So uh, that said, I think Kovac is still a good coach. Uh, he also issued the legendary rendition of 99 Balloons by Nina at the Bayern Munich newcomers dinner that they have every year during camp uh a little bit disappointing that that video has never emerged uh Kovach of course this is the holy grail of BFW if we found that video we'd probably shut the site down but either way uh Kovach and his brother allegedly uh, performed 99 luff balloons and that has been my obsession seeing that video has been my obsession since it dropped well it never dropped but since it was recorded Uh, No one has ever released that footage, despite other footage from that night being released. Very interesting how that worked out. I know there's someone over there at Bayern Munich in their social media department who has that footage, and they're just hoarding it. They don't want to give the masses what they want. Of course, we, we want that in the worst way. So I will implore everyone again, if you have that footage, any of you, players, staff members, coaches, if you have the footage, release it. Send it to BFW. We'll 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 do it up great. We will celebrate it as it should be celebrated. Ninety nine luff balloons, of course. Excellent song. Either way, but it would have been fun to see Nico Kovac give his own spin on it. But either way, that's all in the past, and we are here to talk about the present, which involves a good matchup. Uh, this is not a great Wolfsburg side, but I'm sure it'll be one that will be motivated. This is the last match of the Hinrunde. Bayern Munich is riding high after beating VfB Stuttgart. Wolfsburg is going to be looking to take advantage of a quick turnaround and hope that Bayern Munich has some weary legs. So let's take a look at where each team is in the standings to get a feel for how this will shake out and how each team might approach this one. Bayern Munich is sitting in second place through 14 match days. Remember, they had a game canceled against Union Berlin due to heavy snowfall. Through those 14 match days, they have 11 wins, two draws, one loss. That's good for 35 points. They have scored 47 goals. They have allowed 14 for a goal differential of 33. Over the course of their last five Bundesliga games, Bayern Munich has four wins and one loss. That loss was the embarrassing defeat at the hands of Eintracht Frankfurt back on December 8th. Last weekend, Bayern dispatched VfB Stuttgart, 3-0. This will be a quick turnaround. Byron played on Sunday. This match will occur on Wednesday, December 20th. So Byron is in a very tight spot here. They've got a lot of injuries. Undoubtedly, with so many international players, the mileage has just racked up on all of them. And, and, And Tuchel, let's be honest, he didn't do a tremendous job of rotating the squad. And I know that his spin on things would be that he doesn't have the depth and he doesn't have the confidence in the players. But I think what we've seen over the course of many of the players getting an opportunity is they have stepped up and played really well, whether it's been Alexander Pavlovich, Rafael Guerrero, uh, Franz Kratzig. There are many players that have been able, Hey, even bunasar before he tore his ACL came in and did. Okay. I mean, it wasn't terrible. Uh it, it, the bench players have really I feel like stepped up and have shown that they could have their numbers called a little bit more especially when it comes to resting the ordained starters and we'll talk about that starting lineup in a little bit but uh Wolfsburg they are sitting pretty in ninth place and I say sitting pretty in in jest really because it's not been a great season for Wolfsburg they are not a great team by any means but they are in ninth place because the Bundesliga, quite frankly, from about the 11th spot down, sorry, Samron, Borussia Mönchengladbach really starts that slide. It's not good. Uh, Wolfsburg and Augsburg have been consistently inconsistent, I would say, in those nine and 10 spots. But from Mönchengladbach down, and Mönchengladbach is in that 11th place spot, it's it's not been good. and. Listen, in a way, it's kind of fun because all of those teams can beat each other on a given week, but it's not saying a lot for the overall quality of the league at this point. They're just it's one of those seasons where there's just not a lot of success going on. Teams have not come together. And we, we really haven't seen that outside team breakthrough that we've seen in past years where. Uh, You know, a club that you haven't really thought about. They have a player, a group of players that band together and rally behind a coach. We haven't seen that. It's pretty much been the teams that were expected. The only real outlier is probably Stuttgart, who people thought would be good, but probably not as good as they have been. And we'll see how they handle getting their doors blown off over the weekend by Bayern Munich, see how they do this match day and that will definitely be a result that many Bayern Munich fans will keep an eye on but as for Wolfsburg through 15 match days they have six wins one draw eight losses that's good for 19 points like I said they're in ninth place they have 19 goals for, 25 against a goal differential of negative six the 19 goals for is very concerning they're just not generating a lot of offense and when you look at their offensive players it's Honestly, not hard to figure out why they're just not that good over the course of Wolfsburg's last five games. They have two wins and three losses. However, last week they did score a one nil victory over Darmstadt on the road. So that that was a step in the right direction. Niko Kovac. I don't think he's doing a bad job with this team. I I mean, I'm being honest. They don't have anything to work with right now. This is a this is not just not that talented of a team. Uh, when you look up and down the roster, you'll, of course, see some players that you know. Koen Castiles has been a good Bundesliga goalie. He is a, a, definitely someone who can steal a match when required. Seems to be able to, on occasion, push up the level of his own performance and, and, and really raise his level of play. Another name that you'll definitely recognize is Maxence LaCroix, who is on a red card suspension, but he's also been... Involved in transfer rumors most recently with Liverpool. Lacroix is one of those players who absolutely has potential. And at 23, you would have hoped he would have made a little bit more progress at this point, but he but he hasn't. It's more of a slow burn with him. You can see at times how he could potentially progress to be a, a top flight player, but just hasn't done it consistently. And really needs to. Uh, He is a player who has that potential, and I know Wolfsburg are really counting on him for a number of reasons, but uh, it doesn't look like he'll be available for this one. Another game, Reinald Baku. uh, At one point, the right back was... Uh, tipped to be a part of the german national team but since he started to get that early acclaim he has slid down tremendously in the eyes of many just hasn't again consistency is key he has not been consistent performances has been up and down at 25 i think he is the player that we've seen like we i think there's no turning it around to get to that world class level for him i think this is the middling kind of player that he is he's okay And listen, he'll have a great career being okay, but he is definitely not the player that many people were clamoring for Bayern Munich to get just a couple of years ago. He's just not that good. And this is one of those cases where there was a strong fan outpouring to go out and get this guy. And quite frankly, uh, the bosses at Bayern Munich were right on this one when they refused to go out and get him as a right back. I, I, you know, he is, again, a player who had great potential but i think he's hit that ceiling and, and quite frankly the ceiling's kind of low he's an okay player uh and if you look at transfer marks his value is steadily dropped and i think there's a reason for that maxi arnold probably one of the most recognizable players for wolfsburg you know he is a stalwart there probably their most important player it's just a shame because you really you don't want to see a player like that uh kind of scuffling away because I think he's better than this team in terms of where he might fit in and in the levels of the Bundesliga, but he's attached to Wolfsburg. He is a club man. He does exceptionally well. And I think he works really hard to get what he needs on the pitch to get what the team needs. He does a lot of things and, and he is just, you know, solid as solid can be. Uh, Absolutely, the key player for Wolfsburg when it comes to the forwards. I mean, it's they're they have a lot of people banged up right now. Uh Ulysses Linez, the USMNT candidate, Patrick Wimmer, uh-huh. Lucas Mecha another one of those recognizable names. Just, just they're just not that good. I'm sorry, I, I hate to say that, and I don't want to be really blunt. Uh Jonas Vind is is another player who. I would say he's probably been their best attacker this season. Um, certainly, he is a player who uh, mm-hmm. you have to account for, but I don't know that he's going to have a lot of support. And when you just, like I said, when you look up and down the roster, you're just not seeing these players that that are drawing your attention. Lovro Meyer, Yoko there's other players that are on the roster. They're just not really one Living up to some of the expectations that were probably placed upon them, but two, they're just not coming together as a as a unit as you would hope, and that's going to be on Kovac. The fifty two year old is going to need to take Wolfsburg, and he's going to have to get something out of them. He's going to have to find a way to draw things out of this team and to get them competitive. I don't know that they can get up to a top six position. It seems very doubtful at this point, but I also don't think that they have any danger of sliding down into the, to the relegation zone. Uh, They're just a middling team and that's, you know, sometimes that's just how it is. Uh, Could Kovac find a way to rally this group? I think he could. I I think that there's a way for him to do that. I think he's really going to have to dig deep within himself and, and get creative because, Aside of some of the injuries that they're facing and some of the up-and-down play of some of the players, it's just not all that talented nor deep of a group. So uh, Wolfsburg, I I don't dislike everything about their team. As weird as that might sound, they just aren't that good. And quite frankly, this is a match where Bayern Munich should come in and they should have uh, a... Pretty, I would say dominant effort, but can they do it? Can they do it with heavy legs? Will the absence of some players catch up to Bayern Munich? And that's what we'll talk about at this point. Bayern Munich is is looking at, you know, again, another game where they're going to come in shorthanded, uh, another instance where Tuchel is going to have to get a little bit creative with how he uses some of the players. Uh, you know, it's very interesting to see. Uh, Tuchel and how he's talking about the match ahead of it, you know, during his press conference. Uh he, as of right now, even when you look at the status of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka, Tuchel's not really giving away too much. Uh just basically said that they're getting updates on them every hour or two and there there won't be, you know, it really any certainty with everything. He said, "Well, it's going to be very tight. Uh otherwise everyone else is available." So it's it's definitely not going to be a situation where I think fans are going to be able to go into the match having a a good feel at all. So as I attempt to predict this lineup for Tuchel, uh, I'll weigh that heavily because I just don't know what's going on with Kimmich and Gretzky. I know they're sick, and I don't know if Tuchel feels the need to run them out there in a lesser state. So Let's talk about where we're at. <sighs> Given that this is the last match of the Hin Ronda, I don't anticipate too many changes from what we just saw. Manuel Neuer will be in between the sticks. Even though Matthijs Delict is available, I think we are going to see Kim Min jay and Dio Upamakano. They, uh, they both played solid. Kim Min J was, ab- was actually very good. Upamakano, I didn't think, had one of his best games over the weekend against Stuttgart, but. Still, very solid showing from the back line as a whole and as a unit. That's that's more of what you want to see. Alfonso Davies will be at left back. Davies is probably coming off his best game of the season. Uh, At least that's how I rated him. Uh, I've been listen. I've been hard on Davies because of the potential that he has, but I I think that if he could find a way to channel what he did on Sunday, and, and and really just apply that over the rest of the season, I think it would do, it would really serve him well. And and here's the thing. There are so many dynamic and great things about Davies game. uh, But I do think he's a player that can feel that a little too much. And he takes a lot of chances he doesn't need to take. He gets distracted and loses his focus on defense. I I honestly want him to maintain that aggression, but just find a different way to channel it, maybe be a little bit more conservative with his decision-making on the ball, maybe being a little bit more attentive to his defensive responsibilities, and I thought he did that against Stuttgart. So for me, that's what I've been waiting to see. I want to see that player. We know that he can bomb up the field and, and just be a reckless force in the offensive end. The problem is when he gets too intent on doing that all the time it leaves holes in the defense and honestly the more he's on the ball it seems the more he feels pressure to produce and then he starts to force things so i thought he did a great job against stuttgart and if it's a if it takes him taking a little bit more of a limited role in things and being a little bit more conservative to be at his best that's what i want i want to see that guy because that guy is a world-class player and it's weird because usually I'm a, a swashbuckler mentality guy where I want to see people just go for it. But I think what we've seen with Davies is he does need a little bit of restraint because it can almost become disruptive with the amount of times that he loses the ball and then finds himself out of position. At right back, it's, it's an interesting call. Uh, Mizrahi, I mean, he's obviously out. So you're going to see uh, Conrad Limer. I don't know who else at this point that Tuchel could use there. Bunisar, like I said, had the ACL tear. So you'd have to think that it's going to be limer. So that back line should be pretty consistent. And I think that they'll be pretty solid. The midfield is where it gets interesting because we don't know about Kimmich and Gretzka. I'm inclined to think with this short turnaround, that Tuchel's going to go right back to the well and use Guerrero and he'll use Alexander Pavlovich. So I think that Kimmich and Goreska may find themselves available. They may find themselves on the bench. I don't know. I mean, listen, it's always a risky task right there. Uh, You have two sick players. Uh, There's obviously been some kind of sickness that has worked its way through parts of the team. And it's hit those players hard. I mean, this is, think about it. This is Kimmich and Goreska. These are, you know, world-class athletes. And whatever has hit them has really zapped them to the point where, you know they're not a sure thing to play against Wolfsburg, so I, I wouldn't risk it. I think at this point you should be able to rely on Guerrero and Pavlovich to be able to to carry the load in the midfield. And I know that's weird saying it about the youngster, but I, I, I you know listen, seems like Tuchel has a lot of faith in him. He definitely earned the right to 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 be out there again with his performance against Stuttgart. I mean that that was a great showing for the kid and. You know, frankly, I want to see more of it. And, you know, in my mind, you don't really want to take a risk with Goretzka and Kimmich. You just let them rest, get it together, come back strong for the Rook Runda. I know it's the last game and they probably want to be out there, but at a minimum, you could sub them in. I don't think you want to rely on them in any weakened state to be starters, but what do I know? Uh, As far as the attack goes, again, I think we're going to see a consistent showing here with the players. I think we'll see Harry Kane and Thomas Muller leading that attack with Jamal Musiala and Leroy Sané. How the attack functioned against VFB Stuttgart was interesting. It seemed like Muller, for the most part, stayed in a central role. Uh, Musiala seemed to kick out wide. There's a lot of thought that it was more of a 4-4-2 look than a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. It was tough to tell at times, and part of that is because really all four of those attacking players float so much and interchange so much that it was really tough to get a read and they they abandoned the norm, normal positioning because they've been given the freedom to do that and they're all pretty good at it when when they are are allowed to to roam like that and i thought the foursome showed a pretty good feel for each other i thought you know listen not everything was perfect but really, how many times have those four players had a chance to be on the same field? And you know, we we like I said, we talk at BFW and, and about reasons why some of the things haven't worked, and Mueller and Kane occupying the same spaces and all of that. But I thought Mueller's presence did allow Kane to get a little bit further forward, even though he wasn't maybe as high all the time as I would like, because he did some interchanging with Mueller there. Uh, it it to me it allowed him to. to be better inside the final third, which is all I care about when it comes to Harry Kane. Uh, Leroy Sané looked like he shook off whatever thoughts of a slump there might be. And Jamal Musiala, I thought, played one of his better games of the year. And, and listen, it wasn't playing in that traditional 10-roll in a 4-2-3-1. I think what, I don't know, what we're learning about Musiala is whether it's a, a winger or a wide midfielder, however you want to define it, he's just better in those roles, and and it's not like he was stationed out there against Stuttgart because he certainly played central enough. I thought that he having that flexibility to start wide and get in definitely helped him out, and it it did take him out of getting beat up as much as he had been in the middle there. So I liked what Tuchel did and how he used those players, whether that was strategy whether it was coaching or whether the players just have that kind of feel for each other where they could make those changes whatever the case it worked and it, it worked really well and it was really one of the best performances for Bayern Munich this season as far as a prediction goes on this match it's a dangerous one and not because Wolfsburg is is really that sneaky of a team and that they could catch Bayern Munich this is a tired Bayern team this is one that is coming off a of, Pretty massive victory, whether we all want to admit that or not. Bayern needed a convincing showing against Stuttgart, and they gave everyone that. Hopefully, they did not go out and expend all of their energy in that effort. Uh, This is a tough and tight turnaround. I expect Bayern to be a little bit weary, but I do think they're going to win. I just don't think Wolfsburg has it in them at this stage to knock off Bayern Munich. I know, famous last words. How many times have I been wrong this season about Bayern? But... Uh, Wolfsburg is just a team that is still finding itself has not come together. And those are typically the kind of squads that Bayern can pick apart. I'll say it'll be a three, one victory for Bayern Munich. So that'll about do it. If you get a chance, please check out our flagship show where we covered the Champions League draw. Bayern versus Lazio will be the next round. I need no name in myself. We're the hosts on that one. Check out Samarin's post-game show over Stuttgart where I thought she made a lot of very salient points. Did a great job breaking that one down. Of course, we will have a post-game show following Bayern Munich versus Wolfsburg. And we will also have a weekend warm-up. So you're going to have plenty of podcasts to check out this week. So try and keep up with them all. Check out the site, BavarianFootballWorks.com, where we hit on everything. We'll have all of our game coverage. So we appreciate all of the checking in you guys do there and all the downloads that you guys do with the podcast. You can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get the site at BavarianFBWorks. You can get our TweetMeister, Tom Adams, at Adams 71 You can get I Need a Name at BFWINNN. You can get Seiler at CYL3R. Get all of our talented podcasters and writers at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We know uh, this is a big way to end the Hinrunda. We're excited to think about what we're going to be doing over the course of the next couple of weeks as Byron's on break, just because they shut down doesn't mean BFW does. So we'll still have content dropping every day, podcasts and posts. So stay with us, keep up with what's going on. You know, Byron is attached to so many players that this will be a crazy transfer period uh, with a lot of rumors, a lot of stories dropping And, you know, it's not just the transfers. There's a lot going on with the squad. So while Bayern Munich is slowing down, the news certainly will not. So stick with BFW. Have a great one. Watch the match and enjoy it. Have a couple of beers on me, and we'll see you next time.